before we start anything, our goal is like, all right, how can we turn this into a business, yes, right? Yep. We we were just like, all right, we're going to put the car on Toro. We had an extra car. We we're going to rent it out for some dollars. And it worked for us because we were able to pay off our first car, putting it on the car rental platform. Yep. Um, but we didn't understand the game. So you've been in this game for how many years now? About almost three years fully now. So we started back in August of 2020. So yep. it's pretty much been three years uh, to the day now. So three years in, what made you get started in car rentals? Because I know you own real estate and you had the nine to five. So what yeah. made you get started in car rentals? So getting started in car rental was just uh, one of many things that mm. I was trying to get started into back then. So back in 2020, I had just finished uh, grad school. So okay. I just finished as a mechanical engineer in grad school. And I got in, finally got, got back into just moving back home to Houston. And my goal was because you, you, you've been on a podcast, so you already know that we were bringing on different guests that were doing all these different businesses. Yep. And I had like a strong entrepreneurial seizure at that point. Like, just so, <laughs> I'm, think about this. I'm in grad school mm -hmm. for like, because I think we started the podcast in 2019. So I still had a year left before I graduated. All this time, Alex is like, on, as we continue to interview different guests on a podcast, we, uh, Alex is getting new ideas. Alex is my co-host, for anybody who doesn't know. But he's getting different ideas about what business to get started into. And I'm just like, man, I can't do anything. Like, I'm, I'm stuck here in Indiana. <laughs> like, so I'm itching at this point. I'm like, I want to try something. And so once I got back from, um, from grad school and I came back home to Houston, that's when I told my dad, like, I'm about to start a lot of stuff. Like, I'm just, I'm just doing different businesses and trying to figure out what is going to be my thing. So mm -hmm. in addition to just the rental cars, I also was doing, try to do pest control business. I tried to do tow oh, I didn't truck. know that. I tried to, I mean, you don't know a lot of them. <laughs> I started listening about tow trucking. I started doing stock options. I started doing mobile homes. We had bought a mobile home, actually. Yep. I started studying um, how to, um, T-shirt sales. Like, all these different things were happening at the same time. Oh, wow. So this is all back in August of 2020. Not just the, we got rental cars as one of many at the oh, beginning. Wow. So that's why, um, you know the story about like the morning meetup and stuff. Like that's why that was so important for me because this is typically something that happens for the beginning entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. The beginning entrepreneur, because you don't have any experience in any particular industry or any particular business, everything looks like opportunity for you. But you see everyone saying, go buy all these 10, 15 cars. Yeah. But no one's telling you that, oh, you actually need an established business. You need That's established credit. You need established credit history in that business name versus yeah. just putting everything in your personal. Right. Because what a lot of people try to do is they will start their business at the same time as they're buying these cars. Exactly. But no no financial company is going to finance this new business with a line of credit big enough to buy your cars because they're like, you're a brand new business. How do I? It's like a new, a new baby come, going to a, um, a lender and saying, hey, can you lend me a million dollars? Yeah. Why would that don't happen? What? Like, you got a Lonnie downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> what, what bank is going to do that? So you had to establish yourself as a business and show that you're credible first mm -hmm. and show that you're profitable without the bank for the bank to give you money. Okay. And so, like, for just a general rule of thumb, usually a bank is looking for two years of experience in order for you and profitable profitability and experience for them to, like, start lending you money, especially in the rental car business. I got my nine to five. I may not have business credit or I may just have started this business credit. What do you kind of recommend for people to get started in this? So it's early on, like first off, before we even start getting into financing anything like that, I would say it's important to start off with a plan. Mm. I think even before you start figuring out what bank to go to, like what is your goal for this business? Are you looking to make this a side hustle? Any one of these answers can be correct, but it's all about what you want. If you want to do a side hustle, then understand that, um, you may not care to do have all the business building in the same regard as what we have been doing. Because our yeah. goal, personally, is to create a, a sellable business model. 
So because of that, we have to make sure we have systems and foundation from day one to be able to operate, even if we have bring on employees, if, in order to even if we want to start franchising into different locations. That was our goal. So that's why all of our actions was dictated based off of that. But you had to figure out what is it for you. So um, with that being said, now when you start thinking about like different ways to start getting your first vehicle, you may you can come in with different ways. You can either come in with cash. You can come. You can finance like we like we did personally, and um, you can or you can leverage another business if you already have one. So how do you get customers if you're not on those platforms? Would be my question. Mm-hmm. So now you have to, to transition your thinking now. Okay. So instead of you thinking. Um, I'm about to go put my car on a platform and they can just market for me and they just bring me customers. Now you have to think about who needs a car. Mm. Just a simple question. Who needs my car? And so from there, now you can start thinking about once I know who needs it, now I can figure out where do they hang out at? Like where do those people uh, uh, hang around? Like where do they go to? So in our case, I'll just give you one example. Um, somebody who needs a car may be somebody who just got into a wreck. Okay. Somebody got into a wreck. They just So somebody may have hit them. Not even their fault, but now they need a car to get from work to well from home to work and back. So, where are they going to go to first to, yep. to in order to get their car fixed? They're going to go to a body shop mechanic. Yep. So this body shop mechanic, a repair shop, whatever you want to call it, you can go uh, be business partners with them. Mm. You can let them know, hey, I own a fleet of cars, and I'm looking to uh, continue to provide my services to people who need cars. In exchange, I actually will start working with y'all. As in our, whenever our car gets damaged. We can bring the car to you, and you can be the one that does the repairs. But um, anytime you have a customer that comes in that needs a car for the next week or two, just send them our way. We'll make sure we take care of them. You buy the car, it's your dream car, and you rent it out, and you also drive it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any, like, exotics, no Lambos. Like, why? And why not? And so, it, Or is that one of the goals down the line? So... Keep in mind, as like I said, every market is different. Okay. I think a lot of um, misconceptions may come from different mecca locations that are centrally, like, that are known for those type of cars. Okay. Like, I would say two primary ones would be, like, Atlanta and Miami. Mm. Those markets are huge for exotic cars. So, because of that, anybody who's an influencer in those markets, they can advertise driving your dream car, driving the Lambos, driving the Rolls Royces, driving the all these types of exotic cars. That doesn't happen in every single market. You say nobody's driving a Lambo in San Antonio? <laughs> nobody's driving a Lambo in Lower Houston? And if they are, it's a, it's a, very, it's a very small, small market. market. Right. Okay. So, you have to keep in mind that you're not going to have just constant inflow of um, of clientele coming in for those. Houston, you there is a niche for it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in a different location, and you have to really know that market. You have to even have pull for it. So, you can so for us, we're not targeting those customers. Like we we've been yeah. targeting people like by the airports. Those airports are pretty common everyday people that's that's coming into those airports. So what we've learned in our experience is that the economy cars or like the larger like passenger vans, like the SUVs, the minivans, passenger vans, those do really really well year round. What's one thing you wish you knew before you got started in this this car rental game? Man, that's a great question. So scale slowly. I don't want to dive in, dive in with too many people too early because understand that um, your people, while they are an asset, they are also a liability on paper. Mm. And so there were so many things that we did not know about how to operate as an independent. And this is like very important for anybody who's looking to get into independent space. Because we don't know those things, we had to now go through the lessons and lessons take time, essentially. Like we had to learn about financial statements. We had to learn about 
uh, how to get the proper um, commercial insurance. We had to learn. We, we had to undo some things that we have done with previous insurance in order to now be eligible for the new insurance. All of these things that we did that we did took time, and so that that all came at a cost for us. And so that's one of my biggest lessons now for people is just and also like I said, if you, like you were asking, if I can tell myself anything different from the past, it would be just like really having that solidified plan and knowing how to make decisions such as you may have to scale back on your employees way sooner, like um, maybe within a couple of months if you don't see things going the way that you want them to. Where are you with that now? What does that look like if someone wants to say, all right, I want to, I heard, you know, Marlon dropped tons of game and he seems like he's a very educated person in this yeah. space. How do I learn more or how do I even learn from you? So me and my dad rebuilt that entire program because you took it. You were like one of the early adopters of it, too. But we, yeah. re, we rebuilt it and actually cre- made a module based uh, program where we teach you to step by step and all the critical information, information you need to know about how to operate that business from day one as if you were starting with with our knowledge, mm-hmm. basically. Like if we were to take everything that we know and then start back over, that's how we would do it. And it's called the Turo Formula. Okay. So I built, we built out that program. It's a, um, like I said, module based program, DIY program. But accompanying with that, there's also a community group that I run now. So me and actually my business coach, um, we both co-run a community group that meets every single Monday. That's dope. And we talk about how to establish your operation, like not just operation, but also how to prepare your business to be fundable. And because if for anybody who's looking to make this a business model, you need to have funding or you need to have some type of uh, financial backing to really operate in the independent space at your highest capacity. Because during this phase, you're going to be learning a whole lot and you're going to need different things that you just don't even know about yet. So as far as like you're going to need different resources that you um, don't know that you don't know. Having that aspect where people can just tap in with you directly and you and your team as the market is shifting versus them trying to figure it out on their own. You know, Toro and and higher cars probably not the same back in 2016, 17, where it is today. So having them tap in with you and how can they find more information about that? Yeah, so just go to theturoformula.com and you'll be able to access the actual program itself. And that then, domain was available? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, theturoformula.com. That's dope. Thank you for tapping in with us again. As you know, we always ask if you guys can please, please go ahead and leave us five-star review. Go ahead and write something if you're enjoying what we speak about. If you listen to us week to week, please be sure to let us know. That helps us to continue to grow and for other people to listen to our show as well. We appreciate it.